but like do you get would do you like helping people i think that's a great question i know it's a the answer to that is broad like in the grants you have to be able to think of it as so broad because day to day you're not going to feel like you're helping anybody you're not going to feel like you're doing anything you're going to feel exhausted you're going to feel angry you're going to feel frustrated at the systems that continually keep people who want to be better down um you're going to feel really really um helpless but um in a broader sense you know that doing these things are are uh, kind of breaking down those barriers and ultimately connecting people to resources that are going to help them. So it's in a broad sense, yes, I like helping people, but it's not like I leave every day going like, and you know what? I bandaged that that boo-boo and it was better and I feel good about that. No, like every day is like, wow, did I do anything? Did I do a single thing or did I just open 100 doors and find 100 more doors and go, wow, I'm going to keep doing this. a podcast where a comedian, me, talks to his successful friends about life and love and and success and growth, self-improvement, how to get there so that I can beat them. Because I'm so desperate to do to do so. And to, oh my God, I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. This is a real episode, but Jesus Christ, I'm tired. Oh boy, I can't be. I can't be tired. I'm, I'm in Austin. I'm going to see Kendrick Lamar tomorrow. What's good? just excited about it that has nothing to do with this podcast uh i can't wait to go i've never i've never been i it's been like 10 plus years since i've been to like a big concert like this i went and saw drake on his take care tour back in 2012 it's been 10 years and now i'm going to see k dot mr morale and the big steppers so if you're there if you're going hit me up let me know we can we can wait outside in line together because I'm trying to get there early so I can get them close seats so I can feel Kendrick's new profound emotionally transformed sweat on my face I want to feel the heat from his words if pyros and crips all got along I want to feel that shit anyway we got a special for you today I asked my good friend Ashley Sharma to come on the podcast oh my god funny comic funny nurse I'm sure I mean I'm sure she's a funny nurse too she's not just she doesn't just turn that off at work. And we get into it, man. We talk about mostly her nursing. We talk about everything, mostly her nursing stuff and just how hopeless it feels to be a nurse. I was surprised by that because I'm not a nurse. I'm sure if you're a nurse listening, you're like, uh, duh, but I didn't know. Hopeless. She was a nurse during COVID. She started nursing right as COVID hit and she saw it happen. And it was as bad as they say it was. So we we got into that and we got into the 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 dark shit and we kept it very funny and light and we got really dark and and you know talking about death and serious shit the death that she saw and um it was just a great chat with her and she's a fun person she runs a show at the third Thursday of every month at the Velveeta room um the first the third Friday of every month excuse me at the Velveeta room called Blackout um it's a very fun comedy show. I've been on there. 
uh, this it's not this Friday. If you're listening on the day this comes out, it's not this Friday because this Friday is my headlining set at the Velveeta Room. Can you believe it? Friday at 8 p.m. July 22nd, Saturday at 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. July 23rd. Come check me out. I know there's some listeners here listening. Come check a brother out. What a what a time. What a time to be alive. I'm so honored. I'm so excited. It's going to be a fun time. So come through. I think Ashley's going to be there one of the nights. So you can see her perform. You can see me perform and other friends. Um, 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 so please do that. But yeah, man, this is a great episode. This is a great one. It was, it was, I, last week was a solo up. It's nice to get back to having a friend to talk to and bounce off of and riff with and get deep with. And that's exactly what we did, man. I'm going to say it's, it's, I know there hasn't been that many episodes of this, but this is, this is, this is quintessential Tyler is gross podcast episode. So, um, please listen, enjoy, um, you know, real niggas don't need therapy until we do. And then we do it and then we tour around and talk about it on the Kendrick Lamar tour. So um, I'm excited. I hope you are too to listen to this. Love you. Take care. Enjoy. Bye bye. It's happening right now. Ooh, look at these pink pants popping on camera. How can you see what's happening over there? Because uh, the black one's you and the uh, pink one's me. It doesn't look pink from here. Look at it. I mean, it looks pink right here. It looks cute, doesn't it? it I, does look are you talking to the mic? Talking to the mic. Can you hear me now? Ooh, you're oh, so I'm. See? You're so teeny tiny, quiet voice. Talk more. Hello. No, that's not me. Oh. That's you. It was me. I was confident that it wasn't, but it was. Is, do you do this to everybody where yeah. they walk in and... Is it, is it unnerving? <laughs> no, it, it, it caught me off guard, though. I just feel like... Uh, you know what it is? Pete Holmes always did it. And oh, I love wow. his podcast. He would always just... He'd be like, rah, we're starting. And so I was like, yeah, I'm following, I'm following his tradition. I liked it. Actually, that was really good. Because also, like, you know, people say cool stuff at the beginning when they're just chilling. We were just, we're just talking about shoes. We're just easing into it. No, that ain't, none of that got picked up. She complimented oh, my shoes. And my well, you just have a very palette. strong color palette. What does that mean? What is a color palette? What do you mean? Like, I mean, it's like I got some tan shoes, sort of, with some blue. Well, you have, like, I feel like it's not like you have, like, ten different pairs of shoes that kind of follow a different color palette. You kind of work with these, like, neutrals and pale yeah. pinks and blues, and you have a lot of that on. You wear, like, I feel like you wear, like, some pale yellows sometimes. Sometimes, Yeah. yeah. I have one pale yellow shirt. You're really paying attention. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly, I like notice people's like style choices a lot because I'm desperately trying to. Are you, are you a fashionista? Not at all. That's a crazy question to ask. Because you, I, I feel like you wear a lot of black shirts <laughs> and black pants, and <laughs> they always I, match. I'll give you that much. They always match. It's because that's all. I, I literally am the opposite of a fashionista. I don't know what I'm doing. Honestly, stand because. And here's my defense for it. Oh, let me check one thing. Keep talking. My defense for it is that for school, I was in, um, <clears throat> I was in scrubs all the time. For my job, I'm in scrubs all the time. And so I never have to figure out like office clothes. Right. You know what I mean? Like I never, I never had to like figure out what my style was. I wear scrubs all the time for work. It's it's like you're in. 
did you have where'd you go to school and where'd you where'd you grow up i went to i grew up here in austin okay did you have uh uniforms in middle school no no did you have uniforms ever no oh we had uniforms uniforms in middle school oh really and uh that was the time when you just didn't have to think about it well i think i would have enjoyed that because i really i did not i've never been comfortable like with how i look and never been comfortable with getting dressed up (laughs) with your hair and your smile well, here's one thing that I think contributes to it. Sure. Is I had a really, we've talked about this. We have talked about it. I had a messed so up jaw. I had a really messed up jaw. Um, and so my face kind of looked weird my whole life. And you know, then, you showed me a picture and I was like, it's a little funky. It but was like, so, but you're 15. Like you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm the weirdest. Especially when a doctor's like, yes, your face is messed up. You're like. You don't shake that. But I think clearly it was messed up, but it wasn't like you weren't deformed. You weren't like, I have a question, Mrs. Peterson. And everyone's like, ah! (laughs) It wasn't like that. It was just like, yeah, you just looked a little funky. That's okay. But then also, everyone's a teenager. Everyone looks funky. Yeah, but that, the, so when I, they, I remember when I was fifth, they had to wait till I was older Mm -hmm. to start the process of fixing my jaw. And so when I was 15, which is like, when everyone gets their braces off and everyone stops looking looking a little weird, right. I got mine on and they literally told me, this is going to look way worse before it looks better. For the next three years, we're going to make your jaw look worse and then we will make it look better yeah. with the surgery. So from 15 to yeah, very, 18... He's very resentful of this dentist. This no, I'm... Re- honestly, no, no, no. I'm, I'm really lucky because it was like causing me pain and digestivist digestive issues your jaw fucked up your tummy yeah because you can't chew food yeah like my teeth didn't even touch (laughs) (laughs) you could put do you want to go to prom (laughs) i did get asked to prom still (laughs) see that's what i'm saying i got i wish i wish for you emotionally you could go inside you could look at pictures of yourself from when you were 15 look at it with adult (laughs) eyes and be like you know what that was a hard time, but you weren't that bad. I look at myself and I'm like, fuck you, you little bitch. Fuck you, bitch. You made my life a living hell. <laughs> the good thing is, is I remember being like, oh, you know what? I have to be funny. <laughs> I will. Was that a conscious decision? Yeah, 100. So like, I think it, it, I kind of was like, oh, I've always been like outgoing, but I remember like doing bits and specifically getting attention and people being like, Sharma, you're funny. Like you're, you got something going on. I'd get. I was like, oh, this is what's gonna get me friends. How how old were you when that happened? Probably like fourteen, fifteen, right okay, around okay. when all this That's, was going on. I find that shockingly late. Because for, for me, I remember trying to be. I remember noticing people were funny. Very. I noticed my brother. All of his friends were funny. Uh-huh. And I did, I wanted my brother to be friends with me, and he was like, no. And then he'd go be friends with these funny kids. And then I noticed my mom. My aunt was always funny. And my mom would laugh at her a lot. And then my mom would also laugh at my brother's funny friends. And I was like, this shit is powerful, man. I could get my brother <laughs> and my mom in one swoop. Get I was like, all. I got to be funny. So that was like, I remember like sec- by second or third grade, I was like getting the reputation for being funny. I want to say, I would like to say that I was fu- I remember when I was little doing, quoting SpongeBob to my mom and having her laugh really hard and being like, that feels really good. Do you remember the quote? Laughing. It was this, stop looking at me with them big old eyes. <laughs> it's the ghost of that big green ghost. What is his name? I can't, it's embarrassing that I don't Oh, remember. the Flying Dutchman? The Flying Dutchman. Stop looking at me with those big green eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He used, I used to say that all the time to I, my mom. That wasn't good. That it, 
it's i, it's I felt if you felt it like if you but it's wasn't very good i'm so embarrassed that i forgot his name I remember the poop. Like, and it went, SpongeBob had a tire shoes. And it went loop. Yeah. <laughs> loop. And there's the monkey knot. I don't know the square the, knot. It was the monkeys because the, the monkeys. It was the monkeys fists. It was it was the monkeys, monkeys fists. Fist. The square knot. It was like no. It was like three monkeys. It was a rule of three. SpongeBob was a funny. <laughs> SpongeBob was a funny show. I was talking about this yesterday. SpongeBob was a very funny show. It was they their gags. I would love to work for a show like that where it's just come up with gags, come up with gags, come up with gags. Just I mean, little bits so over and fun. over. But like it was like the monkey's fist, the monkey's jaw, the monkey. Yeah, and, and it was go, just like. Oh, oh, oh. You're right. Yeah, it was. yeah. I remember that. that you good. remember that so much better. Yeah. I have I the. Best, like one of my most treasured possessions is this um, home video that we made when I was like, I must have been like seven or eight. My brother is like maybe 11 or 12. Okay. And then it's my god sister as well. And we called it the SpongeBob production. Okay. And it honestly has, like we made a whole set and we dressed oh up. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like really, it's honestly kind of good. Um, and we had a CD of all the songs from SpongeBob and we performed them. And we made like a giant shoe with real laces so we could tie What'd them. What did you make it out of? Cardboard. How, where did all these kids find all this cardboard and, and crafting ability to take? We, I, was like a, I was like an arts and craft kid for Whoa. sure. Yeah. I like to build. Always in the arts. You know, I don't know your backstory, but I'm, I'm getting an origin story from Ashley Sharma. Oh, always in the arts. That's funny because I feel like I was so. Creative girl, but <laughs> face deformed to all in. It's, this what is the story of how my, my, my fucked up jaw held me back creatively. All she can do is be funny. <laughs> all my art projects are going to be like jaw based. <laughs> like just like <laughs> I felt Science like, class. So here's how the human jaw should work. Do you remember the crimson chin? I, wow. Did people call you crimson chin? I, I called myself the oh, crimson chin. Oh boy, you beat him to it. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. No Again, one was. Ma- I, was it? Were people making fun of you? I don't believe people were making fun of you. People probably weren't making fun. I do think that I had like. I don't think I was being like. I don't. Actually, I did get a little bullied in high school, but I think everyone does. But. A girl like was it specifically jaw stuff? No, someone stole my diary and photocopied it and handed it. That out. has nothing to do with your jaw, though. It doesn't, yeah. It, but I don't think p- people were making fun of me for the jaw. I don't. Did you? If you wrote about the jaw in the diary, then it would have been. No, I, I actually don't think I did. Wait, okay, but let's back up. They photocopied your diary. Yeah, it was like girls are crazy. Dude. That's what. And then they go and pass it around. There was like mail. There was like student mailboxes. And they photocopied my diary, like personal stuff, and and put it in everyone's mailboxes. I'm a monster. <laughs> my dear, the crimson chin. I thought you referred to yourself. Yeah, that's that was my devastating. And then what? Monologue. Like, what was the result of it? Like, not like did they get punished, but like, how did you, you know? Whereas was it like, how'd you feel? Were you like sad? I didn't love it. You're sad. You didn't I love it. I certainly But didn't. then like, d- were people like, hey, hey, um, hey, stretch marks. <laughs> and they're like, why did, did you know? <laughs> was it like that? Like, was it? No, I feel like. Or was it just the fact that people had read it, it made you uncomfortable? It made me uncomfortable. I, people, I don't think anyone was like, ha ha, I read you. Like, I think people were just hey, like. stretch marks. I, I was like, why would you say that one for me? <laughs> I, I listen. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm riffing, okay, Ashley? You're gorgeous now. This is a long time ago. Perfect jaw, no stretch marks. 
You're a star. That's so kind of you to say. You're a star. <laughs> Damn, I stole your diary, and you had a jaw. It, yeah, it, honestly, I that sounds really bad. It wasn't that bad. I was I was outgoing, and I had a funny. a good yeah. I had like good siblings that like taught me how to be social and like. How many siblings? You got a younger brother who's super cool. He's yeah. I got a little baby. Super cool. He's the best, right? I I met, I, I, I talked to him for like five minutes. So I didn't really, I didn't, I, I could see the cool, but I didn't get to quite experience. Yeah, everyone cool. knows he's the coolest. He's the coolest of the siblings. He's the coolest kid in the, the world. The coolest thing he said was, I, I went up and did a set, and afterwards he was like, "Hey, that was funny. That was the coolest thing he said." Because he's like, <laughs> hey, yeah, that was pretty good." How confident is he? He's like in he's, a room with adults. He's too confident. And he's how old just, is he? Eighteen. Sixteen. He's sixteen. Justin. Wow, well, not okay. Justin. Sixteen, okay, cool. but he's sixteen. That guy's cool. I didn't have that. He, you know what my deal was with him? Because he was like my buddy. He, where I went, he went. It was my job to take and care of him. And how old are you? Um, I'm 27. So I'm oh, 11 oh, wow. years. So you're taking your 10-year younger brother than you around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I took him around when he was like three or four. Dance rehearsals, theater rehearsals, music classes. He was there. It was like me. And also, wow. when I worked, he was at work. He would sit in the back room. He would, yeah. He, uh, what, and your parents were just cool with that? Yeah, there was, you know. Take your little brother to work? Yeah, he, they were, I mean, they were, they had their own. Family. And the work was cool with that? The work, I couldn't believe the work was cool I with worked it. at Express in the mall. I don't think it would have been cool if I was like, yo, can I just bring my little. He's can cool, my li- Can I bring my little guy? Can he sit in the, in <laughs> we the were, break room? I can't believe that we were allowed to do it. What, what was the job? It was it, multiple jobs, but the two that were really big was I worked at a gym, and he was allowed to stay at the gym all day, just hanging out. He w- I'd pack a, pack a breakfast, lunch. And like a snack, cause did we, he get swole? And yeah, and he got ripped, and he <laughs> he, he beat people up. <laughs> Spot me. <laughs> He's just pulling girls. He's like nine. Just hey, what's, what's up, girl? <laughs> and then the other one was I worked at Lush, like a bath bomb store. Lush, I know Lush. Yeah, yeah, I was like uh, all the girls, all the girls in high school I had crushes on would go to Lush. Oh really? Mm-hmm. That, and, and they'd I be like, they, I'd go to the mall with them, trying to. I don't know what I was trying to do. I was. Did you live near a Lush? Where did you live? I lived at the, the Lushes are everywhere. They're in malls. In high school? Yeah, they're in malls. I guess that's true. Yeah. So I, we would go to the mall, and I would like, I don't know what I was trying to do with these girls. I wasn't trying to sleep with them because I was like. A baby. I was too sweet. I would have been like. Aw, that's kind of. It was too sweet. I would have been like, let's just cuddle. That's enough for me. But um, <laughs> but I was just trying to hang out with these girls, and then they would always be like, let's go in Lush. And then I would like wait for them to find Lush and Sephora those were the two big ones yeah they're I mean it's just fun to be in there yeah um, I like Sephora because they have a little where they put the makeup they have beads little oh beads. yeah I know I would, exactly what I would take some beads and I put them in my pocket I bought those I kid you not I bought those beads at home and put them in containers and store like pencils like you found some online and make, yeah yeah and then re- very recently the beads that I've had for maybe nine years spilled and I was like fuck this I'm never doing this again because they were everywhere I'm still finding them. Oh, you didn't sweep them up, or you just like, I guess this is my life. No, now. I swept them up. I guess I live on a beach, <laughs> <laughs> a beach with beads. My, I want my room to be like the bottom of an aquarium. Yeah, <laughs> like the bottom of the ocean. SpongeBob SquarePants. We yeah, bring it all back. That's one thing about us. We're gonna bring it back. We're to gonna SpongeBob. bring it back. We're gonna bring it back to SB. <laughs> Patrick Squidward. SB, the whole gang. SP. That took me too long to break it down. Okay, so then, okay, so you know, okay, so the podcast premise, as you know. As I texted you five minutes five ago, seconds ago, is I'm trying to uh, talk to my very successful friends about like, you know, what are you doing? How are you making yourself better? How are you growing so that I can then beat you in whatever 
your endeavor is because I want to I want to crush all my good friends. Are you? I'm honored first and foremost yeah. to be in the category of your very successful yeah. friends. I feel like that's the only way I can get people to come. No, I, th that's the best way to frame it is to be like, I'm going to beat my very successful. <laughs> and then people are like, what? Oh, oh my God. I don't know why, I'm, but I'm going. <laughs> you're like, I'm flattered, but I'm nervous. I'm flattered. I'm scared. I, yeah. I'm it, a little, it's, it feels confusing. sexual in a yeah, way. I don't yeah, know what to like, do. Wow, oh my God. But, um, so I have to know what you, cause I know, so we're, cause we're, we're kind of going through your life. We had you in high school and then I know you're a nurse now a nurse as well now. as a very, locally renowned comp comedian thank you um so how'd you that. get how'd you get from awkward girl in high school with a face problem to successful nurse and comedian i was um so got the surgery the day after i graduated high school literally i graduated that night at midnight at my it's, like, graduation. it's like they're fucking with you yeah yeah it was it was it was like oh you, did you need it the full four years well and then, we're gonna wait till right after the day after and then my job was wired shut for three months um, but during my senior summer, between senior year and high and then, and then during that three months, you recorded the college dropout. Yeah. Listen, I know I already said that joke before to you, but I love isn't that a funny joke? <laughs> <laughs> funny joke. I've said that to a couple people. I've since said, I said it? Yeah, That's so funny. It, yeah. um, and so I just was home and high that whole summer because I was just taking all these meds because mm -hmm. my jaw was all broken. Went off to my first semester of college still with metal and plates in my mouth. So I was really quiet and studious, started nursing school, and was just like... They asked you a question, you're like... <laughs> I got really good at sign language. It sounded like a construction site. Like <laughs> it sounds like when you crush a metal yeah, can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was really quieter that first semester of college. Imagine. Then I got all the shit out. And I was like shocked like I was like I have a whole new face how does that it must feel crazy to like feel so insecure your whole childhood about your fa your face and then get it all off and you're like you're like I don't know I'm like it was weird I, I felt like I didn't recognize like like beast like at the end of Beauty and the Beast where Beast like turns into a man again it's like oh my god I'm like what the hell I went crazy that first Ooh, semester getting nasty I was like with it well, boy, honestly I hope my little brother knows that. Whatever. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> Cover your ears, little bud. <laughs> I know you thought I was a real angel after I've taken you to every comedy show I've ever done. Talking but, about yeah, all this. Talking about all this stuff, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I was like, boys had never thought I was cute or were interested in me. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I what? look like a person. <laughs> and now, now. Then we talk about this. This it, was this and where was this? In Arkansas. In Arkansas. In Arkansas. And this was all the basketball players, all the black dudes, <laughs> I believe. Is that <laughs> correct? Hey, it wasn't. Hey, listen, we can cut it. I wasn't. We can cut it. I, we don't have to cut this it. This was all the white dudes, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this was all the fellow Indian people. The, what are you, Indian people? It was uh, my. Sri, uh, Sri Lanka? And, and, uh, my parents are from the Fiji Islands. Fiji, so, I knew it was something weird. But we're distantly, like, ethnically from India. So uh, I think the term is oh, Indo-Fijian. But we don't have any family in India. We've Indo never been. Indo-Fiji. <laughs> That's our fun. song. How did you know? <laughs> oh, you know. How do you know our song? I am also. <laughs> <laughs> just a shade darker. <laughs> just one shade darker. You just take out, you're wearing, a, you're wearing a grass skirt, you're wearing a Sulu, and you're just like... <laughs> I don't even know what that is. A Sulu? And that's how Sulu I, Warrior. That's Sulu right. was like um, 
It's like a large cloth that's like tied around your waist that, mm. that y- is like a skirt. That do, you have pic- do you have pictures of you in Oh, yeah, but Fiji mostly my Fiji dad. Gear? Oh, yeah. I, I have pictures of me all the time when I was a kid in Fiji. And you know, that's why you've been wearing black this whole time because you need to realize, like, I have to go back to my roots. <laughs> I have to wear my fucking whatever. You forgot it Sulu. already. Sulu. Sulu is our colorful, though. Sulu, that's, see, you, you, you need some color. I, I'm working on it. I know you can't. You're trying to, trying to. It's, you're like you're like a Mexican that speaks Spanish, but they're like, I don't speak Spanish. It's like that's what the black is. You gotta you gotta come back to your roots. I gotta go back to my roots. I'm mm-hmm. trying really hard to wear colors, and it's not going no. great. But I'm working on it. All my clothes are black. It's really bad. It's okay. It, it, it works right now. You'll get there. I I just in the last year I bought a bunch of new clothes and updated my wardrobe, as you can see. You have a great wardrobe. I know. It's only recent. It's very recent. It looks and great. Thank you so much. And um, and that now I'm t- I was 29. So, like, you got, you got a couple of years. I got time, right? You got a couple of years. I got to tell you, the older I'm getting, I feel less trapped. I feel more like, oh, I have time. Yeah. I can do all this. I think I... Simultaneously, I feel less trapped, less pressure, and, like, I'm dying, so... Yeah, it's it's... It's a weird... It's a strange thing. Where I'm like, I certainly, uh, I do feel older. Like, I can tell I can't, like, I have to take better care of myself or else it's just not going to work. Like, I'm not going to be able to function. Yeah. But I do not feel, I guess I, like, really didn't think I was going to be this old. Not even, not even, like, no, a, yeah, not I, just, I think everyone feels that way. And um, now that I'm here, I was, like, expecting to hate it. And I'm kind of like, I got time. I can be hot later. I didn't need yeah. to. I didn't need to be hot all these years. I, I can. I, I can did, figure it out now. It's a. It's a real. You know, for all the kids out there listening. All the children that are big. It's in in the the, the, the little kids like me who's in high school and you just have crushes on girls and you just don't know how to go about it and you and you and you want to smash but you also don't want to smash. Yeah, because you you're also sweet. just want you would also just want to hold hands in the hallway. That's oh, that's that's my that's, gosh. that's more of what you would fantasize about than smashing. Listen, number one, I hope my brother the, the like hand holding is going to come and you don't even know the pussy is going to, you going to be drowning. I'm talking drowning in that <laughs> pussy, okay? But it's going to take, it's probably going to be another 10 you years. You better learn to swim because. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, kiddos, you better learn to swim because that pussy coming. That, that pussy, so- and for the ladies, that dick, ooh, you're going to have more dick than you can handle. All different sorts of shapes and sizes. Even ones you don't want. Even ones you don't want, <laughs> didn't ask have, for. You're going to have the freedom to choose. It's ladies. really hard for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's really tough. A lot of ones you don't want, actually. It's mostly ones you don't want. Damn, that's wild. I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, not really. I mean, you know, you probably don't want it, but you're like, well, I am here. <laughs> hey, little bro. Cheers. Okay, so you were um, then you were get you were getting a nasty at the beginning of school because guys were coming up to you, guys were interested. Yeah, it was like it was. And, and what? How would they? How would they come up to you? Like in high school, they, they were just like, "Oh, she's funny and goofy," and then they're coming up to you and they're like, "Hey, girl, like, what's yeah, good?" Yeah, I. And you know, it's a black. It's like, "Hey, little mama, what's good? Where are you from, girl?" Mm. I remember. You said Fuji. Mm, I, wear, <laughs> I wear Fubu. Is that close? Mm, I got a lot of. On, girl. Oh, you're from Fiji. I'm in Fiji, like like the frat, and I was like, "Oh, shut up." And then I would still hang out with them, but you know, that's neither What's here nor Fiji there. Fiji the frat. What There's a that? frat named Fiji that's like a notoriously bad frat. Like Trump, like they do bad stuff. Yeah. I and I and there's so that's so, every frat. Be, dudes would be like, "There's a story about when." <clears throat> my dad. I love frat stories because they're always like 
Yeah, why would I ever be a part of it? Yeah, they're, frat stories are insane, and I don't think I would ever do sorority life or whatever is it, what's it called, Greek life. Doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it's for me. But when my parents first, when my dad first moved to LA, when he was like um, a older teenager, like eighteen, nineteen, he they again they had lived in Fiji on an island, very differently their whole life. Mm-hmm. Then they just moved to LA, and my dad said he saw a big house with a big sign in front that said Fiji. And he and his brother were like, so funny. let's, oh my God, <laughs> they know us, is that? And they literally went in and they were having this huge party and he was like, so we just joined. And that was one of his first LA stories. Was That's that, wild. Because I told him, I was like, dad, did you know there's a frat called Fiji? And he was like, oh, do I? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, there's this big house that said Fiji on it. And he said, so Was he like doing keg stands? Was he like, man, America? My dad was a partier for sure. Oh, shit. Yeah. Runs in the He's not anymore. But he, yeah, I, people meet my dad now and are like, oh, he doesn't like drink. He's like very, um, I mean, he's, he's very charismatic and funny, but like people are like, oh, he doesn't drink. Like, and I'm like, no, no, he did. For my whole life, he did. They're oh, not so even, even whenever you were oh, yeah. coming up, he was, he just, yeah, my dad and I have recently. partied. My first, Drinking experience is getting going to a tequila tequila factory with my dad in in Mexico when I was fourteen, and getting hammered and sleeping the rest of the cruise. Damn! Thanks, Pa. Thanks, Papa. It's funny because Savan Savan has a different dad than I did. Yeah, I can. I mean, ten years difference. Yeah. Yeah, Savan's like, what? You and Dad went to a tequila factory. Yeah. He's like, Dad and I go on like walks and play pickleball. Like it's yeah. just like. I can imagine. Yes. Hold on, I'm real hot. You keep talking. Um, I don't, I don't even remember what I was, uh, what we were talking about. Oh yeah, so f- some first year of college, I was like, um, all about uh, just being really social. All of a sudden, like I didn't yeah. feel embarrassed or anything. Social anymore. boys are around. How are you? How are you? How are you, with girls? What's your relationship with with females? I have. I had a with females. I had a really <laughs> tight relationship with like my high school friend group we're still very close like mm-hmm. they're still my best friends um and so my high one of my high, best friends from high school uh went to college with me we i kind of made like a solid group of friends between the ages of like 16 and 22 and those girls have kind of like stuck with me it's the same okay. girls that and then i I've, I've of course made more female friends but and everything this is such. This is such. I don't want to say this thing because it's. You have so, to now. It's the lamest. You have thing. to say. You have to say it. It's that thing of like I did grow up with a lot of brothers, I do stand up, so there's a lot of boys around. So I do have a lot of boys. Like a lot of the people I hang out with are. Boys. Why is that lame? I feel like that's such a, th- like I see people making fun of girls that are like, I prefer to hang. I don't but prefer you, to hang out with boys. Here, They're okay. just around a lot. Here's what. Here's here's me speaking with a broad brush. I feel like you, like you're saying, grew up with brothers grew up getting taking shots with your pops you are in comedy you have a lot of dude friends you that's why that's why i was asking like how are you, what's your relationship with girls because you have you seem to be able to assimilate with the boys when you need to yeah i feel i almost feel more at home with right with the with boys just because i'm i think the communication style that i learned growing up was just like to play around and mess around right. and joke around and then when people with girls i feel like they're a little more uh, direct and in, in like their way of checking in with people so girls will sit down like and hey like, how, how's it going yeah are you okay and, and then you're like man i'm doing pretty good yeah i'm like <laughs> just doing bits yeah, yeah. it's like no 
Ashley, like, let's get into it. Like, what's going on? That's like a thing I had to learn. And I'm glad I've learned it. And the girl friends that I have. Was it annoying at first? You're like, bitch, we're not dating. Ugh. I just, I was just like, didn't know how to do it. Like, I didn't know how to get yeah. me or, or be direct. I was just like, aren't we going to, can we do pranks? Let's <laughs> yeah. do pranks. <laughs> do pranks. So we'll see, I'm the opposite. I've always gotten along better with women than men. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy because I feel like I, you no, and aren't I. Aren't you feeling the back and forth in this conversation? Isn't this you, bouncing off so swimmingly? The what do you first think time is? you and I have met, I remember, and I was like, oh, Tyler and I get along great. The first time we had a conversation, it was drunk versus stone versus sober, yeah. and I was already very drunk. And I, I was, was like, so, tell me, you're a, you're a nurse. Tell me about the nurse. What's a nurse? <laughs> what is nursing? What is nurse? <laughs> Mm, interesting. And I remember in the middle of you talking, I was smoking a cigarette and I was like, this is hitting me too hard. Can I have your water? <laughs> and you're like, you're like, yeah, yeah sure. just and take like, it. And you're like, here's an IV. I'm like, you brought your IV from work? I said, here, take this and this. And then, and then you blacked out, didn't you? <laughs> and then call me in the morning yeah. and see how it goes. No, I, I've always gotten along better with women. I've always had female friends ever since I was little because I was a mama's boy growing up. And then my brother was always, he was always, me, he was always, he was always mean to me, beating me up and shit. And then my dad was like the disciplinarian. So I was like, okay, this is like a lot. He's beating me up and then he's telling me to go to bed. And my mom's just like, you want to, <laughs> you want to hug me and watch TV? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I prefer I'm that. I'm actually I'm like, that, I actually yeah. want to do that. And it was sort of like team mom and dad, team me and my mom. Or team dad, dad and brother, brother team, team mom, yep. which I think is pretty, pretty yeah. classic with a four person, two kid household. We were all, my dad's great. We were all team mom. All team mom. Damn, you like that dad? Yeah, we How were, you feel about that dad? He will probably hate that, but he I don't think he I don't think it's a secret. We love I mean we get along with both. It was probably we kinda had well, you know, it's whatever, but <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Never mind. It was great. It was, it was perfect. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. No problem whatsoever. No, no you told me a little bit about it. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it, I get it, I get it. We but my mom's really wonderful, which is weird because again, I but I'll say this. Hung out with a lot of boys. Yeah. The few girls I have are like ride or die. They right. are my best friend since I was 14. That's my, you know, those right. girls, like the but Angelinas I, tell and me, stuff. Sure, of course. Yeah. I mean, we, we all love Angelina. Angelina Martin. Hey, check her out. She's going to be at my, at my weekend. Uh, if, if this is dropping this oh, wait, Thursday, she, this is dropping this Thursday. She's gonna be at my weekend uh, tomorrow on Friday, the twenty second, where I'm headlining the Velveeta Room. Everyone. Oh my gosh, go. you have to go out. Go. I've, I'm actually gonna come out. Wait, is she on every single night? Yeah, you're gonna come out. You're in it. I'm in it. I texted you and asked you you want to do a spot, and you're like, yeah. I thought you were saying, should I just come no, out? No, come do a spot. <laughs> I feel like I was asking people really vague. I wait, was like, what yo, day? I was like, yo, oh come God, to my weekend. What day? Like, uh, I, I don't know, Friday, I guess, or Saturday. I don't fucking know. I'm I'm very loose and goose with okay, it. Okay, cool. Uh, it's whatever. I didn't. I was like, I'm just gonna. Cool. No, I got a personal invite. Come do a spot. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, come do a spot. Oh my god, that's yeah. gonna be she so fun. She didn't even know. She was booked the whole time. She didn't even know. That's I'm, so. I'm about to be like, where are you? It's like, oh, I decided not to come. What do you mean you decided not to come? <laughs> I'll come tomorrow. That's not how this works. That would have been a disaster. I guess more time for me. You would have thought it was so rude. <laughs> that's gonna be so fun. Angelina's on it too. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I book into people for different nights. Who knows? It's gonna be a delight. Um, it's gonna be great. great. But um, but my point was, I feel like so you real with ride or die with the boys, and you got some ride or die girls. Mm -hmm. I feel like the girls who were like, I mostly hang out with dudes. I feel like it's got because like you're sort of low key, like definitely not trying to hit it. 
not trying to, but it's like you are like using your feminine essence to rope a, a dude into it. You know what I mean? Because I've known these girls who are like, yeah, I'm just flirting. Hey, what's up? But it's like, come on, we're just friends. We're Stop just it. Fr- yeah, no, I'm not. Mm, but like maybe if you try, but like we're just friends. And so it's like, it's, it's less of like, you have like genuine connections with dudes. And then there's other, <laughs> this is sounding worse and worse as I keep going. And then it sounds like there's other girls who like the attention of men in a way that is more like, because it, it validates me. Thoughts? I, you know, women are, women are perfect. And I said I'm speaking with a broad brush. No, I feel no, like, I feel no, like there is a type of woman that is that. I think that's true, but there's also, on the flip side, there's men like that too. But Yeah, for sure. But I'm not saying there's not. I I hope I don't fall into, my point was that I hope I don't fall into the category of. I'm like, saying you don't. Okay, I'm saying good, you're like, good. yo, what's up everybody? And then there's some girl that's like, hey boys. I do, I. Hey boy. I like, wish I was you. more hey boys hey and boys, I'm not. Stop I'm, it, Jeffrey. <laughs> you better stop. Mm. You, you better, ooh, you owe me a drink later. Yeah, mm. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm, I mean, I'm going to get a drink with their money, but it's going to be through. Uh, the art of gambling. You're like ball check, boom! <laughs> ah, you owe me a drink, bitch. I, I stole your wallet for real, yeah. and I've taken all your money. And then they're mad. So okay, so when did you get into nursing? I, did you go to school for it? Yes, I did go to school. It's not. How'd you know? Why did you want to do a nurse? I wanted to be a doctor at first or a surgeon. Damn. Um, plan B, huh? And, well, I just was like, <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'm too stupid for this, and I'm just kidding. No, I. I got the surgery, and I love my surgeon, appreciate my surgeon. I never saw him during the process. I was in the ICU, and I never saw him. But I, boy, did I know that nurse. His name was Chris. He worked. Hey, at, shout out to Nurse Chris. Yeah, Nurse Chris. Hey, rest in peace, Nurse Chris. Yeah, yeah I'm so sorry that my family hurt you, <laughs> <laughs> and then you quit. Nur- no, I'm just kidding. Um, but he, I, the nurse was so present and so kind to me, and it, during like a time where I was. 18 and really scared and in the ICU and bleeding and my mouth is wired shut and I'm high and was, was Chris really, black I he was a white man okay and that's the only time you're gonna hear me endorse a white man so <laughs> so go ahead and uh, go ahead and right click save that how's your white boyfriend doing oh hey whoa 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 <laughs> hey, oh, 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 okay, shots whoa. fired hey <laughs> I know whenever I tell jokes on stage about like the white man, I'm like, man, screw white man. I hate white men. And then I'm like, Danny, can you grab my bag? Let's go, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yes, yeah, so I can do that, Ashley. <laughs> Ashley, baby boo. I got that's you. That's so funny because that's not what he sounds like. But it looks, that's How what How we doing? He sounds like that. He does sound like I'm that. dating a nurse right now. Oh, my God. That does. She is fine. He says the term. Titties popping out the scrubs, and it always titties, titties, titties popping out, out the, the scrubs. scrubs. <laughs> that was a good Danny. The I'm dating a nurse, I'm right? Because he does. It's it's more like he. It's such a specific case. Yeah. Like, he, I'm, I'm dating, dating a nurse, nurse right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we gotta clip this and send it to him. Yeah, he's gonna love that. That is what he does. Yeah. You guys aren't gonna believe this. I love Danny Cadence. Uh, you guys aren't going to believe People this. People have to get to Barton Springs. <laughs> Was it nobody does it like the big D? <laughs> Two shooters, five Super Bowls. No one does it like the big D. That's him. I love Danny Goodwin, everybody. Give it up what for Danny Goodwin. Go There's... look him up. He's around. He's the best. 
he's, he made me break my no comics rule. Like you were saying, like, right. oh, girls, if there's girls that, like, boys think there might be the potential that they're going to get laid from a girl, and that's mm -hmm. why they're being... No, I was... I was pretty upfront, being like, I do not sleep with comics. Nope, I'm not going. I told that to everybody. But you do fall in love with them. I do. Yeah, shut but up. you do give your heart to them. Listen, it's come on. Everybody loves Danny. It's so fun. It's, it's it's really. I find it. I find it impossible not to like Danny. It's fun to be in love with someone that everyone else also loves so much. Great it's really you. really fun. You love, you, do you like sport? Y'all like sports together? He likes sports. I like Lakers basketball. Okay. I like the NBA specifically. Gotcha. He he likes all sports. I like just that because that was kind of families from LA. That was yeah. like the team that. I would love if Danny like if, if we took a picture of Danny and then took a picture of Chris the nurse and it's like oh my god they look, they look <laughs> the exactly the same. Oh my god. That actually might not be untrue. He's like hey patients how we <laughs> doing. <laughs> People have to take their medications. And I'm like, something about this guy. I just can't figure Guys, it. I'm a nurse right now. My titties popping. I'm a scrub. <laughs> He's a big boy. He's a big guy, Chris, nurse Chris. <laughs> He's got titties and they're popping out the scrubs. So you were, in, I, I find that a, an interesting story. I've never like met someone in real life that was so good at their job that I was inspired to do it. It was, I already wanted to do medical, and right. it actually just made me go, oh, I want to be with people. I always had this right. thought of, like, the best way to help is to do the, the most simple, hands-on, direct care. Well, you know, there's help in the body, and there's help in the person, you know what I mean? Sounds, yeah, yeah. Sounds like you're more into helping the person. Yeah, I mean, that's re I really do love the, like, I always thought, like, when I was much younger, when I was, like, 10 or 11, I thought, oh, I want to work for, like, Red Cross and like work up high mm -hmm. and do something that trickles down. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, that is not how the world works. And if you're up here at the top, you're usually not a very good person. And I learned more right. about the Red Cross as an organization and things like that. Isn't it like don't don't donate to them, right? Yeah, it's it's better to just donate directly to donate smaller and where you know where your money is going. Right. If you can or if you can buy supplies and bring them places, that's really good, too. Yeah. Everyone support local. If everyone supports their communities, uh, I think that'll really help yeah. a lot of the problems. It's a damn shame. We, I don't, does anyone feel connected to their community? I feel super connected to my community. Yeah, me too. Do you really not feel connected to your no. community? No. In what sense? I mean, I feel connected to like the comedy community. Yeah, yeah, but like But I don't Austin. feel connected to like... Austin? I'm not like, my city needs me. I've never once thought that. Oh my god, I—that's all I think constantly. Well, but you're okay. Well, we can get. You're like your job is going around and nursing homeless people. Yeah, I love. I, I love my job. And I've tr and I've been trying for months now to get approval to get a to have a ride along so I can come with you I and see what this life is. I wanted to give you the news on air. That is breaking hip hop. Oh come on, that's some bullshit. <laughs> it's not allowed. Are you kidding me? What if I? What if we happen to meet up? Oh my god, <laughs> Ashley. What brings you to this drug den? I come here all the time. <laughs> Can I tell you? Sometimes it's a very close to... A lot of times it's like where we hang out. <laughs> it's like, like down the street from fucking Love Goat. It's, <laughs> it's, sometimes it's like I'm walking distance from the Valve for most of my job. That's very funny. Yeah. That's so funny. You're like, pop in, let me do a set. All right, I got to go fucking... 
Well, it's it's uh, sometimes when we're walking, I um, well, you, you know, see friends. I actually am not gonna actually say anything. Um, okay, you're gonna be cool, right, and break HIPAA for this podcast. <laughs> I'm right? not gonna break HIPAA. I mean, for don't this break podcast. HIPAA, but like you can say I can like talk about I. General things. There was a guy who who lost one of his limbs. I'm not saying which. I he did a drug. I'm just saying it involved the needle. I, like you can keep it vague. I yeah, I can tell general things that happen as long as I'm not releasing any. Patient information um, or, like, location or anything. Oh, but like, man, stupid laws in this country, man. They're really killing the... Hey, vote for... They're, vote for, they're vote stepping for on the Cruz, bits. everybody. Vote for Ted Cruz. HIPAA does a lot of good, but it also steps on a lot of bits. <laughs> and I've been... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... I've been meaning to speak I, up about... Tell how, me more. Tell me, like, because you cause you, you wanted... I've seen you do some, some nursing jokes on stage. Mm-hmm. Nothing that's breaking any laws, by mm-hmm. the way. And but like what what do you want to say that you can't say? There's some really very specific stories that are so funny. It's funny because every doctor I've worked with that finds out I do comedy goes, oh, my gosh, this must give you so much material. And I'm like, do you not know the law? But what, I can't but, talk but about I, what, it. what can't you say? Like as long as you like obviously don't say their name, obviously keep it more or less vague. If you're like there was a patient I was dealing with. He was passed out in a ditch. I picked him up. He grabbed my boob, and I was like, "What the hell?" And then that's the story. That I've well, as long as I'm not giving any location, sometimes I will f- switch genders. Sure, of, of patients. That's a good idea. I'll change little details so it's sometimes it's just not exactly what happened, or I'll piece together from two different patients the general yeah. story. Yeah. So I kind of I feel like just switch a couple of details. Taking around. the funny element. He grabbed my left boot, he grabbed my right boot. Boom, we fixed it. Well, here's the problem that I run into is left boob grab is funnier. (sighs) Shit, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate it when that happens. I see you've read (laughs) the book of comedy (laughs) where it talks all about... The rule of boobs. Which which appendages are the funniest. rule of thirds, rule of boobs. And patients are always grabbing my funniest appendages. Mm -hmm. So when I have to switch it, I'm usually... It's a downgrade. Yeah, I understand. That's tough. tough. (laughs) <laughs> that is tough. But like, what do you, so you, what, so sometimes you switch around little details, switch around genders, but like, what's, like, what's a story that you want to say, but can't? Well, I can't say it because there's like very, spe- like, it. Uh, you caught me. Somewhere. You caught me. I tried, <laughs> okay. to, I tried to get, I tried to get her. You're going to have to really wake did. up way or what is it? Yeah, you're going to have to get up pretty early to yeah. trick Ashley Sharma. Baby. I was born at night, but not last <laughs> night. I saw that joke on sister, sister for the first time. And I was like, whoa. I love Sister Sister. Mm-hmm. Tia and Tamara, they were some cute little twins. They were adorable. I didn't, I mean, they were like, was probably, they? probably 10 years older than me, so I thought they were like grown-ass women, but like, they were cute. They were a couple of cute, fun, quirky twins. Were we in the car recently where we had the Go Home Roger talk? No, that wasn't me. <laughs> that sounds like you might have been. Go Home out. Roger. Yeah. We were, uh, we were talking about the how iconic that line was. Yeah. I, I thought it was you, but maybe not. No, it wasn't me. Another it seems like a conversation. <laughs> it that was another I person of color, and yeah, I just probably. got it mixed up. Um, no, but I love that line. I think that's such an iconic line. Go home, Roger. Go home, Roger. He was like, okay. And they, they just kept letting him in, though. Yeah, why? Get a better lock, Tia and Tamara. I don't think he ever, he ever, and he never dated either one of them, either. No, he was like a child. Yeah, but he eventually grew up, you know, like a lot of those times, you know, they, they, oh. set, they set it up to eventually date the person. I forgot you're the way you live where you 
as soon as the kids grow up, you're like, okay, they're they passed the line. Of- they were, okay. Number one, T and Tamara and Roger weren't that far apart in age. <laughs> that is true. When I was a kid, I thought. He's a baby, they're adults. It's and like then, they were probably 16 and he was probably 14. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it is. And so it's like 18 and 20. It's like he can't fuck him then? Yeah, he just. <laughs> Drake can't fuck Billy Bobby Brown? <laughs> First of all, that's not her name. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to, I don't want to break HIPAA. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bobby Brown. Billy Bobby Brown. It's oh, her brother. <laughs> Drake seems, I love his music, but man, Drake seems lame. I I would be I would be nervous about hanging out with him. Yeah, I, he just. I, I would be I because I love him so much. I'd be really scared that like, yo, this is kind of lame as shit, dog. He seems lame. Like I'd be like, so like, how's life? Hey, you know, we just out here making music. <laughs> you know, ruling the world. You know, guys, the guys plan. They just let. They just. I'm just. It's just coming through me. I don't think. I'm just part of God. You know, God bless everybody. Like, like he never says anything. He just yeah. says like Instagram captions. Like, how's your mother, man? I love my mama, man. I love my mama like I love the world. You know, <laughs> she is my world. You feel me? That's my mama. You know, she raised me from a from a from a seed to a flower, and now I'm blooming. I'm from like motherfucker. Seed. Will you talk to me? What did you do this week? <laughs> Shit, what didn't I do? Motherfucker, <laughs> stop it. We just out here grinding. We were <laughs> like, what? No, what did you do? Hey, Where did you go? Sipping drinks with the girls. The, the girls flowing just like the drinks is hoeing. You feel me? Flip it around. Flip it up and down, man. Wait, take, wait. Take I got to write dip, that down. Take a, <laughs> take a dip in my pool. Don't be a fool. <laughs> House music just starts like going. <laughs> Honestly, I know never mind. Know, <laughs> he know we went to the election. What? <laughs> Oh, I wouldn't want. I, I'm a, I would be terrified. He'd be a lame. At our favorite bar, I wouldn't want Drake to be there. If Drake walked in, I'd be like. Oh. Do you mean like you don't want the fanfare that would come with it, or you just don't want that vibe? Well, a, I think everyone. Let's take it. Let's say Drake isn't famous. He's just Drake. You, I, would, I, still, I probably wouldn't want to talk to. Drake. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, if Drake is there, I don't oh, want to get caught in the corner with Drake. He's going, and then, and then part of it's like, no more. He's going to be really lame. He's going to be like talking all cool, and then he's going to take all the girls. I think he'd. I think he'd still pull. I think he pulls, but I think it has nothing. I think his the way he talks is probably doing, making it harder for him. What do you mean? I just like, think he seems hey, annoying. Hey, hey, where's it at? You know, hey, just want to talk to some Texas girls. Hey, that's I, kind of. I love Canadian. Houston. Hey, you know it's it's an OVO thing, eh? <laughs> it's sort of like he's sort of hard and soft, like. Like his his he's very aggressive, but he's still like, yeah, man, I'm just here out here. Hey, don't fuck with me, Holmes. This is such a confusing hey. accent. I can't. I want to keep hearing it. I'm <laughs> like really. Dr- it's like mild, it's drawn It's me mildly in. Com- Canadian with a little bit of uh, you know, that patois. I'm I'm I got so enthralled in that. As soon as he started saying it, I was like, what is this? I know. That's what happens. That he goes out. He's like, hey, what's up, girl? And then suddenly her clothes are off, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't even. Yeah, Drake would not be a good hang. I, you know who else? You know what? This is a hot take. Uh-oh. You know who I don't think would be a great hang? Another rapper? Well, okay. No, <laughs> Kanye. No, no. You're like, I don't think Kanye well, no, I'm, would be the coolest guy. <laughs> I met Kanye. Did you? Yeah. Was it before he was crazy? Uh, it was like right in the midst of it. Okay. I'll, I can't say it on here because... <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> you treated him. <laughs> were, you, were you his nurse? I, no, I wasn't. Were you his no. nurse? No, it's really fine. It's nothing. I'll tell you later. <laughs> oh my god! Where where was it? Was he homeless? <laughs> you know, Kanye lives on the corner. <laughs> was he Kanye homeless? Kanye lives on the corner of Seventh 
<laughs> Yo, does he is he is he that dude out front of the Velve? Yeah. Is he the one sitting outside the Velvet room? Yeah, dude, and his new stuff. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's better than Jesus is King, sure. that's for sure. I'm at the blind pig, motherfucker. He <laughs> <laughs> just making Austin Sixth Street references. <laughs> I love the blind pig. That would man. be so that would be he's at Pete's dueling piano bar. Yeah. <laughs> Kim telling me I go too far, but I'm out here dueling like Pete's piano bar. Makes all these different rappers. I was like, you really? <laughs> I'm like, all Come on! I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore, guys. I'm just, That's, I'm just throwing in references. I'm just trying to. She's, he's trying to punch it up. He's um, trying to punch it up. One thing about Tyler is he is going to punch uh, it up. Uh, 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 uh. He's gonna okay. do twelve. Hours. I feel like we're far away from where we were. Okay, yeah, so you're. We've lost. Sight. So tell me. Okay, here's a question I have. Here's a question I have for you. And this okay. is about. This is about me. This is me. This is me asking my successful friend for advice. Okay. Do you like helping people? Because when I think about the idea of going out there and bandaging up homeless people and running around all day doing that, that sounds awful to me. I don't think I like helping people in that way because at the end of it, I don't feel that warm fuzzy feeling. I just feel exhausted and tired mm-hmm. and like, well. I guess I, I'm like I in, intellectually I'm like well I did a good thing today but f- emotionally I'm like man I now I just gotta push my shit off till the next day mm-hmm. now but of course this is your job so this is your shit but like do you get would do you like helping people? I think that's a great question. I know it's a the answer to that is broad. Like in the grand, you have to be able to think of it as so broad because day to day you're not gonna feel like you're helping anybody. You're not yeah. gonna feel like you're doing anything. You're going to feel exhausted. You're going to feel angry. You're going to feel frustrated at the systems that continually keep people who want to be better down. Um, you're going to feel really, really um, helpless. But um, it, in a broader sense, you know that doing these things are are uh, kind of breaking down those barriers and ultimately connecting people to resources that are going to help them. So... It's in a broad sense, yes, I like helping people, but it's not like I leave every day going like, and you know what? I bandaged that that boo boo, and it was better, and I feel good about that. No, like every day is like, wow, did I do anything? Did I do a single thing, or did I just open a hundred doors and find a hundred more doors, and go, wow, I'm gonna keep doing this? But then you and I guess and and presumably there's sort of no end. It's not like there's gonna be. There's no unless some real big shit happens in the country. It's like there's not going to be less homeless people and there's not going to be less boo boos to kiss. Yep, that's exactly it. And and I'm learning about um, the program I'm in is really really incredible and they encourage a lot of uh, continued education and we are learning about like stages of change and like so we the guy that we work with is brilliant and he uh, is. Uh, He's like a, he calls us change professionals. Like we are professionals in like helping people, not just put a Band-Aid on this every right. Tuesday for the next 100 weeks. Sounds a little like how Starbucks, their baristas are called like, you know, coffee artists. Or like, 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 like Abercrombie is like a floor model. Like yeah, you work at like, Abercrombie. Listen, buddy. It's like I appreciate it. But, <laughs> but uh. the, the point he makes is like, he goes, have you ever... Like, I don't just want to put a Band-Aid on this every week for the rest of your life. Street and body, the street and people. I want to, like, and I want to teach you what this means, how to avoid getting it again, and if you have it, how to treat it yourself. Mm. And it's it's slow because, you know, you're you're trying to uh, ultimately foster independence and 
and connect to resources and teach people how to use those resources. Um, and it takes a long time. And the, the gentleman that we work with always says, think about a change you wanted to make in your life. Think about when you thought, had the initial thought, I want to change, and then how long it took you to change it. And when you think about that, it's years. In fact, I'm not even, I'm not even fully changed, whatever. And, and it's been like 10, 11 years. Um, and he goes, it's going to take that much time for these people to. Because you were of able body, able mind. You had, you had shelter when you were trying to make these right. changes. And these people have nothing. And they're trying to make these changes. It's going to take a while. So you take things like, I have patients that won't take their medication. And it's, you know, dangerous. They are, have, you know, critically high sugars or critically high blood pressures that puts them at risk for stroke, especially when it's 105 degrees out and they're working. And um, so I, sometimes it's like months of me showing up and going, I need you to take this medication. And they still, there's some people where I started months ago doing that, they still don't take it. But now when I show up, I go, do you know why it's important to take it at least? And they will go, yes, I, I understand why it's important. I just... You know, there's still other barriers they have to get over. Right. And you have to see, like, even though they're not taking the medication yet, the fact that they know that they're supposed to and why they're supposed to, that's, we're on the right path. Why are homeless people homeless? Because um, I, I can come up with ideas. I can be like, oh, mental health problems. Or like, oh, you know, just a, a series of bad luck that caused them to need to be on the street for a while. A but, like, what's, what's the real, that's the reason why I would want to go is to, is like, because I know it's a tragic situation. And I know it's a hard thing to be in and it's like how did you how did these people get there what is it like and can i take a selfie so <laughs> and that's you love doing oh it. my god you love showing up at, i'm like ah, i'm like could be worse and you love doing a goofy you're never doing a smiling selfie yeah you love doing a goofy face when we when you go out there yeah um no the the biggest most broadest way that i think really encapsulates it is that like everyone goes through hardships in their life every single person um, but people have these safety nets. So like if you're a person who has like food stability and has family support, whether it's local or far away, if you have um, a genetic predisposition that doesn't make you more likely to uh, be susceptible to addiction, those are all nets. So if you imagine somebody's falling, every sure. one of those things creates more and more nets that catch you and keep you from falling. Right. Being and those are real basic nets, too. It's not even like, you know. Oh, yeah. You got it, internet connection. Internet you got connect. fast Wi-Fi. You got a shower. You got a shower. You got, you haven't had a trauma in your childhood mm -hmm. that makes it harder for you to get all of these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, when I, you don't even realize all the safety nets you have. You know, sometimes I'm like, man, it's, I, I've struggled to pay my bills. It's tough. And then when I look back at those situations, I'm like, no, I had a million safety nets. I had siblings. Yeah. I had family. I had, I am of able body and able mind. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so for the reason that people unfortunately fall into homelessness is that they don't have those nets. Yeah. They've been dealt a difficult hand and they just don't have those nets. And they face adversity just like everyone else does, but they just don't have those nets. And people with all those nets can often look at people without any safety nets and go, I went through the same thing and I right. was just fine. It's like, Bitch, you had a hundred nets to catch you. And not even the net. You had the psychological awareness that those nets were there. Like, you took them for granted. So mm -hmm. you're like, my bottom is your top. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, it's brutal. I've worked in a million 
not a million. I've worked in, I think for three years of nursing, I've worked in a lot of different settings. I've worked in um, like military health, like VA. I've worked with at hospitals that have lower income and hospitals that have higher income where we're getting very different patients in. And I've worked with um, people who are chronically homeless and I've not once, even the meanest patients, the patients who spat at me and hit me and scratched me and told me that they hated me. I have never met a, a person who didn't want better or deserve better or was a bad person. Everyone, every single one was... You just had their shit. Yeah, it was just different Does, has, has you going down this path, have you always... That's and, and this is the thing, like, who are you to get into nursing? Like, have you always just been this compassionate person? Like, it has this made you more compassionate? I was a very accident-prone kid. I was in the ER and, <coughs> and hospital quite a bit, and I... Nurses didn't scare me. Hospitals didn't scare me. I thought it was cool. I thought it was interesting. Those people made me feel better. That Those people made me feel really safe. So I always wanted to work in medicine. After my surgery, when I was 18, literally the day after I graduated high school, um, that nurse took care of me during such a critical moment in my life. And I was like, Nurse Chris? And I, I was like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a nurse. And it, I think initially it made me less compassionate than ever. It... it especially with COVID, because I started nursing, and it was yeah, COVID. You, yeah, you talked about, you told me about being in it when COVID, you were one of the COVID heroes that we <laughs> talked so much about. Hero is such a silly word, because again, it's that thing of like, who did I save? Uh, all of my patients died, so, yeah. or like most of them, you know? Yeah. It, it, it felt like we were just holding hands and bagging bodies. That's so Damn, depressing, that's, sorry. That's dark, um, you know? But it was just... That's like a Drake line, holding Your hands, hands and bagging, bagging bodies, <laughs> riding through the town in my Maserati. <laughs> huh. Drake, can we just have a conversation? We're trying to talk about COVID and how harsh it was for people, for real lives, Drake. Drake, you hey, didn't do Hey, real lives, I got no real wives. These Taking out lives. of my back real knives. It's like, Drake, come on. Like, that's not what we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> you like how I did that? I'm like, man, she got dark. I'm like, I got it. <laughs> take him, take a knife out of my back. <laughs> Taking out real knives, a. Hey. That is very funny. You Drake, are very funny. Drizzy. That is. Damn. <laughs> but it was like. Okay, because the first strain of COVID was just more deadly. Yeah, and Cause I mean. Because now I feel like it's fine. Well, I mean, I honestly, I feel like if I say anything other, like, you don't know what goes on in those hospitals. I remember saying this to Danny when it was all going on. He was like, but cases are going down. And I was like, my unit, the unit that I primarily work on, has um, like the little wing of the unit that I work on has 12 beds. So if there are 12 people dying of COVID in this county, it's still a bad day for the people in healthcare. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, I could what, say what, it feels that deadly. So if, now that I'm not there, now that I'm working on the streets and have a different position, I'm not wor- working like COVID critical care. I want to say like, yeah, it feels less deadly, but like, n- I don't know what's going on in there. I think widely the numbers, it looks like more people are getting it and, and the symptoms are less severe. Like yeah. it's the virility, the viralness of it is much higher. For example, I have COVID. You can't even tell. Yeah, I know. Well, I could tell from the smell. But <laughs> <laughs> the smell. <laughs> oh, that's not a symptom. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> man, that's HIPAA violation. Man, don't be saying that shit. It's not cool. <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, to be honest, I do not think your smell has anything to do. With <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that was great. Okay, okay, so but so I, I guess are you saying like whenever you're in it, when you're in these nursing units where like shit's going down, if there used to be fifty deaths a day and now there's thirty deaths a day. That 20 is like, there's still 30 people dead. Yeah. It like, it's feels, like emotionally, it's like, this isn't a win. It feels huge still. Yeah. It feels so heavy and huge. And like, yes, there's little wins. Like when you're like, yes, okay, the hospital is less populated. But when you're in there with somebody who's dying of COVID, it, that one feels like a million. It feels right. so heavy. And it it's just, anyone who's stuck it out, I... I I was I would have thought I was gonna do it forever. I really thought I was gonna do it forever. And then when I hit this breaking point and it was like kind of, you know, weird circumstances that I left my old job, but I just like uh it I like was done. I was like, I can't I don't think I could ever do that again. But when you're in it, the people who just like stayed in it and are still in it, like my heart goes out to them because it it was it changed me. I'm different on the other side, which right. sounds stupid. But like you asked about like, do I think it made me more compassionate? And I think it it made me less compassionate, and I think nursing has made me less compassionate sometimes in my daily life, because I feel like I get like compassion fatigue, where at right. all twelve hours a day I'm like only caring about, you know, everyone else's needs kind of come before your own. Um, I will be bladder scanning my patients who haven't peed in eight hours, and I'm like, I haven't peed in ten, so, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, and no one, no one's alerting my doctor. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like because uh, so I mean, I guess at some point, like you have to have like some professional distance from these people to like get through it. And th there was there and was emotional whiplash. Yeah. And you said that was your first nursing gig. Was first right. nursing gig. Yeah. So it's like you're fucking your heart's just breaking every single day and you hadn't even learned how to like this is just what it is, homie. You just got to fucking. I had no context for it. And it was like with COVID, it was at the beginning. No patients or, or I mean, no family allowed. Um Doctors would go in minimally, maybe like a few minutes a day, if that. Nurses, you are there with these people, bathing them, giving them their food, holding their hand, comforting them. They're stressed out. It's so loud in those rooms. You're talking through a million layers of gear. And on top of that, these people are living and dying at the same time in the sense that they are barreling towards death, but they still have things like their birthday right? or, or human emotions. And so you are really their only support. So you don't... Those boundaries are thrown to the wind. Yeah. You know what I mean? You are everyone to them. You are the only person they see. And you're like, you know, I remember like desperately trying to do things for people's birthdays and, and um, you know, just trying to comfort them, trying to be there. And you like love them because there's not a boundary. It's an unhealthy boundary that you're right. crossing when you're the only person who sees them. So you, you feel genuine love and care and connection towards these people. And then when they die, the morgue, the funeral homes, don't touch the body. We clean them bag them, pack up all their little belongings, their socks, their phone case, the little things that they wrote down on paper to remember for later on, and you shove it in a garbage bag, you clean up the room, you wipe down the bag, you wait for the morgue to pick them up, and then an hour later, there's another person there. So you go from like loving this person and wanting them to be okay for months, or like weeks or months, and then they die, and all of a sudden you're like, this is an object, this is nothing. I have to put this all away, or right. else your you, your head will split into this emotional whiplash. Like, just makes you go numb. And yeah. I had less tolerance for other people and less tolerance for the people in my personal life than I ever had before. So it's al it's almost like it's not even 
it's just a, a natural result of this process. It's like oh, yeah. it's you not just conscious. become numb to these these people. You know, you come home and Danny's like, oh, man, I had a weird set. And you're like, get the fuck <laughs> away from me. Well, when we were doing it, it was when it was really bad like that. He wasn't doing sets. No one sure, was doing yeah, anything. Yeah, it was COVID, so. I, I remember during the But freeze. even still, like, oh, man. They didn't have my fucking favorite hot sauce at H-E-B today. Can you believe it? I was like, well, Danny was, really was like incredibly. Really bummed. <laughs> he was like, he never did that. He was like always like, I'd come home and he would just be like, what do you, what do you need? But. Yeah, but that's also because Danny, Danny's a good guy. He's a lovely. He still had, he's like, you know, I was annoyed too today. But Well, people's, people's <laughs> you know? tweets, social media made me like see. Yeah. I had to just turn it off because people would be like, and you know how hard it is that I had to move my baby shower and I'm like I will I will scream right I will like it just felt so surreal I don't even I don't even know how I got there it was Sounds dramatic it was bad it was not good do you, do, is, is there I mean because it seems like when you're talking about it you're you're emotionally transported there a little bit oh yeah big time so like is that like what would you call would you call that traumatic or would you just call that like no nah, it was just some crazy ass shit that I had to do like is it still with you in a way I have really bad nightmares I uh, certain smells make me feel sick to my stomach because they are f- anyone who brought me food at the beginning of the pandemic when I was like really in it it was uh, that food makes me sick now certain songs make me sick um, like what song? Uh, uh, <laughs> my House by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young I don't know that one I would sing it but I don't know it is. Uh, it's like a, just an old song but I remember I listened to that song because I just started dating Danny and his dad toured uh, with Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. And I was like, oh, I love this. Like, I love Crosby, Stills. And I, like, li- listened to that song. And then COVID started a few days later. And that song, I love that song, but it makes me feel so, like, something in my chest. I think. Right. Yeah, and it just, certain things will just really make me feel very strange. But guess what? I have not sought any mental health care since this began so i do not want to diagnose hey don't believe in doctors y'all baby you don't need it you don't need it man you could be like me barely holding it together (laughs) (laughs) freaking out on this podcast right now it's crazy like from that and from the homeless thing it it seems like 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 you're saying like it's interesting to hear like the day-to-day feels so hopeless Oh, or yeah. it feels so like, what's the point? But you keep going because it's your job. That's what you fucking went to school for. And then also like, just because that y- you have to hope that at some point it will pay off, even if it's not this person or hopefully at some point the some there will be some even cosmic result to your doing this. My the thought that I really had to come to terms with because my around COVID I was like what am I doing this for the family isn't happy I'm not happy the patient died who did it even matter for why did I go in there and you know stay in there and traumatize myself and it they weren't comfortable they died in pain like it's like why did I do any of this and what I've had to um like I've just had to like go really small and go you know what if you were there holding their hand and not holding their hand that did make a difference yeah if you you know, we're able to get them, your patient, one thing. You couldn't get them the 10 things they needed, but you got them one. Or you even heard them say, like, it's so annoying that I can't get these 10 things that I need. And I went, 
yeah, that sucks, and I'm on your team, and we achieved nothing together, but I just was there. I have to go. I hope that counted for something. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever read Man's Search for Meaning? Mm-mm. I read half of it. Okay. And let me tell you about that first half. Yeah, <laughs> I was hoping you read the second half because I want to know how it ends. I want to know how it ends. Well, the Nazis are defeated. It's a it's a Holocaust book. What spoilers? No, that's what the I, premise of the. Th- <laughs> <laughs> no, so the book is about it's about a dude that was in the Holocaust. So it's like, and he was a psychologist. So he's writing about his experience in the Holocaust, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a very short book. Uh, you should read it, and I should finish it. And um, one of the things that he talked about was like, like he's like he was like he was naming the different ways that you people find meaning in their lives. It's like some people find meaning in like going out, having a good time, doing the thing. It's like like he said, there's a creative purpose where it's like kind of like what we're doing with comedy and shit. Like we're going out, we're doing stuff that feels good to us and and, and has meaning, and, and we're creating something in the world. Mm-hmm. And then there's a passive purpose which is like yo i'm gonna be a bit more passive but i'm just gonna like enjoy shit bro like we're hanging out like feel good like i got a family i got kids like just be together you know and then there's this other one that you had to find if you could whenever he was in the holocaust where he was just talking about like when you are faced with just immense suffering and endless suffering like you the and and there is and it it feels like you know people around you are dying and you could die at any moment and it's just this heightened state of it's like a uh, you're in total survival mode yeah you're not com- even a person you're just on survival yeah exactly I mean and not only are you not a person because you're in survival mode it's also like you know these people are treating you inhumanely yep. and then you just start to I'm just a blob mm-hmm. I'm just one bot human body in this. And that's and that's yeah. a defense mechanism to fucking lose yourself so you don't have to experience so much all of this. the suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. suffering. And and his point was like one of the ways to get through that is to realize that like there's like a proper way to suffer, and like there's a way to suffer and look back on it and be like you know at least I suffered properly. You know mm-hmm. at least I didn't. You know, in the face of all this bad shit happening throw someone under the bus or like, you know, a lot, a lot of Jews became like the head Jew. So mm-hmm. like they would get privileges, but they'd fucking beat up their fellow Jews. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at least I didn't do that. Or at least when I had the opportunity, I tried to help somebody. Mm-hmm. And even if they died or even if I died at any moment or like I'm a, a way to get through the suffering. And if you come out of the other end, be proud of what you did. Go go very small and like li- what little gestures I did. Yeah, to, yeah. Or just you know, I, I don't. I mean, just the the idea that there's a proper way to suffer is so it hits it hits me so it's very interesting. It hits me, it hits me in a way I don't even know why, but I I just find it like a it's a a noble thing to su- to suffer and choose to suffer with integrity, with integrity and yeah. dignity. That's Inst- a very incredibly of, difficult thing. To yeah, do. instead of just feeling suffering and be like, you know what, fuck it, man, fuck it, fuck this shit, fuck God, fuck everybody. Mm-hmm. I'ma just do me. I'ma fucking throw someone under the bus so I don't gotta die. And instead of being like, you know what, man, I don't, you know, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. But I'm gonna do the things. There was one at one point in the book, like he got sent. He was like, you gotta go over here, mm-hmm. or it was like a decision where it was like, either I can go with this group and potentially avoid death here mm-hmm. or I can stay with this guy, my friend who's dying and he was just like I'm gonna stay with my friend, man. That's that's really incredible. That's very interesting. I am um, my my devil's advocate 
mind goes that I also couldn't be mad at anyone who was suffering and was angry and sure. was a total dick and just fucking tore the whole house down and took everyone down with them. Like, sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm uh, clearly one is a, a kinder response, but, but I couldn't be mad at anyone going through intense suffering, whatever. If you were a total asshole, like eventually for, you know, in a modern context, like if you're a total asshole while you're suffering, like you're going to have to face those consequences and that's ultimately your fate. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm in no place to tell anyone that they did it wrong. You know? Yeah. That's just, but that's, I, I truly just think of my current patients, like whatever you've been through, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, I, you should have been nicer. Cause yeah. I'm even the little decibel of suffering that I've gone through in my life. I'm like, I was an asshole for a lot of that. Yeah. For my jaw. Guess jaw. what? I was a bitch to other guys. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were funny when you were a kid. I was like super mean. Really? Yeah. I think I was like, I like watched mean girl shows and was like, <laughs> you, you, you identified with the wrong people. You're yeah. like, Hey, yeah, I saw mean, mean girls, girls and I was like, Regina George seems like she has a lot of control. And that's something I want. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's the cl- hurt people, hurt people. It'd be fun. Wow. It's, it's funny to get Whoa. to I know. Wait, Drake that up real quick. Hey, hurt people, hurt people. Realize, realize, realize. Real knives. <laughs> Real knives <laughs> out my back. That was such a good line. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, wait, but what was that book called? Man's Search for Meaning. It's a classic. I have not. I have not. It's a little bit hard to read. Like heavy. No, just like he's not a good writer. Oh, <laughs> he's just not a great writer. Well, he is. I'm just kind of like get to it. Can you jump to the point? Can I get the spark a little? Notes? I feel that about a lot of Holocaust Holocaust literature, where I'm just like, uh, like I start. I tried reading and Diary of Anne what? Frank. I tried reading Diary of Anne Frank, and she was like, I don't know, like school's crazy these days, you know, before it all happens, and I'm like. Listen, girl. Can we just get what? Let's get. Let's get to it. I get that they're doing a whole thing, but I'm like, and then she's like, "Oh my god!" Like we were hiding, and it was like we had to be quiet. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I taking me through the minutia of this. Here's the truth. She was 14. Yeah, probably. That if anything happened to a 14 year old, that is how it would. Like even if it's like the saddest thing, you're like you're still fourteen. You're still so fourteen. Right I now. mean, was, to be fair, I barely read any of it, so I didn't actually get to the meat. But I was just like, Do you know how to read? I can I I gather from the pictures. <laughs> oh, and a lot of the Holocaust books don't have enough pictures. I for get it. I gather context from the pictures. <laughs> so and I can pick out some words. What's your favorite Anne book? Frank. Okay. <laughs> She's she's very blunt. And Frank. Apartment, cellar, basement. I don't know where she was. She was in What's my house. favorite book? Yeah. What's your favorite picture book? <laughs> my favorite picture book. I hope book. it's Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. I don't know that one. Um, what? <laughs> I, have a, I don't know if I have a favorite book. I haven't been reading recently. It's a damn shame. I like reading too. Are you a big reader? Are you do you like fiction or nonfiction? Um, I like a I read a lot of nonfiction. I mean, you know, I got a couple books over there. I see what looks like a Wii. I have a Switch. Where is that? Just a piece of styrofoam. That's a piece of styrofoam. Where's your? Oh, I see your Switch. The Switch. Well, it's not there, but there's a Switch. There's the mount. Holder. Yeah, yeah, the holder for it. Um, I I read a lot of nonfiction, and then I was tr- I try to read fiction, and it just if it doesn't grab me, I just can't. You can't do it. I feel like what's the point? 
Yeah. What's the point of getting through this it? This isn't real. Why are we talking about it? No, no, no. It, it, if it's just, if it's not a good story that grabs me right away, it's like, oh, but there's some good parts. It's like, yeah, but I could be reading a great story. But then nonfiction is like, even if it's boring or even if it's tough to read, like there's still like valuable information in there. So it's worth the slog. You know what you sound like you would love? What's that? Movies. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you might be more suited for movies. I also don't like movies, but I feel, Whoa, wait, this, what I was feel that? the same way about movies as I do about uh, uh, books or f- fiction books where it's like, if it doesn't grab me right away, I'm like, y'all got to sit here for two hours. But if it's a TV show, 30 minutes an hour, I'm like, I could do that. So I'm no, like more I, into TV shows. I love movies. I also have like ADD and am like yeah. have trouble sitting still for long. So a lot of my favorite movies are shorter movies. And there's a whole genre of film that's kind of like these, I don't want to say transcendent, but maybe that is the right word. Like very submersive. Um, there's a word that I'm like cannot think of right now. Um, just kind of meditative long movies mm-hmm. that are like literally four six eight hours long that are just like very image like don't have a lot of dialogue don't have a ton of i mean don't have a lot of discernible your classic thought of the word plot right. and those i can hey i'm sh- their art and they're great for you not for me give me you know super I, bad I, I mean of course i i love i i also it's it's i like a certain genre of movie i like a movie that is feels original but has a very traditional structure mm-hmm. i don't like a movie where it's all over the place and it's like oh we're fucking with the form bro i'm like stop fucking with the form man the, the form form's works. good <laughs> but then i also don't want it to be like Oh, oh, like like classic like rom com. You know, like I I I don't Ooh. want it to just be like oh I know okay oh it's one of these movies where the the thing happens and the guy has to get the girl but then the girl leaves because she's not written. And like I like I want something I want it to surprise me. Have you seen any Sean Baker movies? Like no, I don't know who Tan- Sean Baker is. Uh, Tangerine or The Florida Project or Red Rocket. No, I've never heard of any of these. I feel like you would like those. It's good and original, but it they're has a nice good structure. and original. An absolute, not a like, not abstract or like a ton to. I mean, there is like a lot of, as you can interpret, you could say that about anything, that there's a lot to interpret, but it's like very like traditional yeah. sense of a movie, but also like it does maybe a little tiny bit play with the form. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I like it, strong characters, dialogue, plot yeah. line, like it's all a classic okay, in that Sean sense. Sean Baker, I'll check it out. The Red Rocket is the most um, recent one. Um, and it it takes place in, uh, I want to say Galveston County, not like Galveston so County. It's actually a, a a city. I can't remember the name of it, but um, uh, a city where one of Danny's college friends, Blake, <coughs> shout out Blake Gentry, buddy. Hey Blake Gentry. Hey, hey rest in peace, Blake. <laughs> Blake's alive. <laughs> hey. But not for lo- not until <laughs> I'm done. No, I'm kidding. Um, Blake is from there, and uh. It was really cool to talk with him because he like knows characters in the movie. Like they're like local guys. Oh, interesting. That, and it's like gets a very good, you get like a feel for this little city, and it feels mm. very familiar if you've like grown up in Texas. And the characters of these movies feel very familiar. Interesting. But they're really cool. You should Sean Baker. Hey, shout Sean out Sean Baker. Baker. Hey, shout out Sean Baker, man. Rest in hey, peace. man. Hey, get well soon, Sean. <laughs> hey, get well soon, Sean. Um, okay, so okay, here's another th- question I have for you, uh-huh. which was you're a nurse, you're all this compassion and shit, but you're also a comic, w- which is full of narcissism. And that's where I'm so freaking how do fucked you, up and crazy. How do you how do you how do you 
merge these two compassionate nursing and then narcissist comic? How do you how do you balance between these two worlds? I think it just makes perfect sense to me. Like it just because I was a comic first, but barely. Like I started comedy like a month before and then I started my first nursing job. And they just made perfect sense to me always because I would feel so deprived of my individuality and sometimes like feeling like a human person. Get into nursing kids, by the way. Um, during my shifts, because again, it's that thing of your needs come absolutely it's like last. they need you, but you don't need it. But nursing. you don't need, hey, feed your patients, but don't eat for 12 hours. And that's, and that's an, I'm not going to say the company. It's <laughs> like clean. I was going to say, and that's a no, 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 no promise, but. It's like watch a guy shit in his bed and be jealous that he got the time to, to shit. shit. Yeah, no, I mean, truly sometimes. So it's, it was like. What I if you have like diarrhea? What if it's you like you're like, I have diarrhea right now and I got a shit, but then also I have. I feel like that's happened to many na- nurses across the nation. They, There's they, no way that's not And happening. they just doo-doo in their pants? No, no, I just mean that they are like taking care of the needs of someone else while they're like, I have to use the bathroom. Have you ever been like taking a bedpan and then you look left and right and you go in the bedpan? <laughs> just because like that's it. That's what do you think I wear at work? <laughs> what do you think nurses wear to work? What do you think scrubs is? A, a dress. An, op- an open sundress that a you can just kind of Crotchless s- squat. chaps. Yeah. That's right. Like you know the Marilyn Monroe dress that she's pushing down? Yeah, like but that. nurses, your hands are busy. It's up. <laughs> well, fair enough. It's not, you don't have the hands, the free Can you hands imagine those. taking a bedpan and you're just like, all right, I only got two seconds. No one's going, <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Hey, man, they, how sedated. they did a twofer. <laughs> how sedated. Do you also think we have to show everybody? Do you think I'm, I don't know. Do you think I'm showing everyone the bedpans before? It's yeah. And you just like handling doo-doo like all the time. It's crazy, man. It's this weird thing where you like. Have you ever went like, oh, no. Wait, what? <laughs> well, I didn't see. I blinked. Like, like oh, oh, why? Like, have you ever been like, oh, no, I got, oh, I got shit on my face. No, I've never. I got shit face. You get really good at like. So, like, yeah, when I'm, this is so disgusting. I, when I'm doing anything where my hand, my gloves will get dirty, because you don't even, like, you're talking about your face. You don't, if I'm doing something gross here, you don't even want to touch your stuff or a right. table. or so, so you wear, like, five pairs of gloves. And every time you do something gross, you throw away. Oh, the, so you have new gloves underneath. Interesting. And then sometimes you get down to the last pair, and you're like, I got to make these last. So you're hoping by the end you can pull off the second to last pair and have a clean pair to, like, finish up yeah but if you don't it's like shit well then you just go can you hand me more gloves to who when you're doing like a full bed bath and like there's a lot oh, going okay. on i thought you were talking like homeless because you you're alone when you're doing the homeless oh thing, i'm right? a, yeah i'm alone i'm alone yeah for, for a lot of it um, so you lose your individuality when nursing oh sorry and you go <laughs> thank you for no, I'm, rang on us back I know, I know what i'm doing and then you go to stand up and then you get to finally export you get to be you get to you get to be selfish. I get to be so selfish. I get to be so full of myself and narcissistic and self-indulgent and it is so low stakes. There is such a high stakes constantly in nursing. If I don't you know it, with everything I, from I, water I, and food I heard I heard JFL's in the audience JFL's in the audience <laughs> oh my god I think oh my god I think Comedy Central's in the audience Comedy Central's in the audience oh my god oh my god these stakes are high that it feels all of that just feels a little silly sometimes do you do you v- kind of view this shit as like guys no one's dying man like it's, this is just you know I say that I want to say like I take nursing so seriously and that's what makes me nervous and comedy never makes me nervous but I probably show up to nursing every day like confident in my ability and my skills and knowing that I am a nurse and I know what to do. And I show up to comedy shows like, oh my God. Every month I go, 
Blackout's gonna be bad. My show Blackout is gonna be horrible and it's gonna be bad. <laughs> oh my god, her show Blackout Fridays at 10 every, p.m. every third Friday of the month at the Velveeta Room. Tickets are ten dollars and it's so fun every month. Every month I go, it's gonna be bad, and I almost bring myself now, is, to tears. Is your show Blackout gonna be um, this coming Friday at 10 p.m. after my headlining Velve set weekend? That's well, at 8 no, this weekend after your headlining set at the Velveeta yeah. Room at 8 and 10 on Saturday yeah. and 8 on Friday, yeah. there's different shows. Okay, cool. But my show is going to be every third Friday of the month right? at 10 p.m. at the okay, Velveeta Room. Just making sure. Just want everyone to know. Shows at Friday at <laughs> <laughs> Friday at 8 p.m., Saturday at... Eight and ten, it's gonna be the best. I've heard he's booked some great people. Oh yeah, he's gonna Which, tell them. If ho- any, hopefully any, they show up. <laughs> hopefully they show up. <laughs> you should have made it a little more. I thought you were just inviting me. No, I and I was like, you. I think I really went to Danny. How sweet that Tyler took no. the time to invite me personally. No, to come, come to the Bell Theater room. What did I say? I'm gonna fucking look this shit. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, my phone's over there. Yeah, look at it. I think it was on Instagram. Oh no, no, it was on text. It wasn't. Which is you. Podcast. Wait, one of my texts came through green? Ooh. Yeah, I don't know why. Texts go green. Drake. What's the Drake song? Come be on my weekend when I headline. Let me see. And then I said Saturday. Oh, damn. Damn, that is a damning. Uh, I mean, it's a little subtle. Come be on my weekend. No, I. But can I tell you, it's not that I read that and I thought, what does that mean? It's that I misread it. Right. Come, come be here on, during the weekend. No, so, I didn't. Right. I must have just read "Come to my weekend" on yeah. the Saturday, and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. That's so stupid. I'm well, so embarrassed. What are you gonna do? Well, listen, we're at an hour and a half. Part of the show is just like, what do you, what do, what do you, what do you find yourself working on right now to make yourself better? Are you working on anything? Um, love running. I talked a lot about how okay. angry I am I, all the time, and uh, running is huge. I love it. I'm working on running. I want to run. I'm putting it out in the universe what, right what, now. What were you always a runner? Or is this new? I could always run like around two to three miles. My family is all long distance runners. Oh wow! And oh, wow. Uh, even, but I even what's your brother's name? Baby brother? Your cool ass brother's name? Yeah, he's a runner what's too. What's his name? Savan. Savan. Shout out Savan, buddy. Hey, shout out Savan. No R.I.P. No, he's you're alive very much well, alive. Man. He's a yeah. He's, he's a, running his third he's marathon this week. He's he yeah. He loves to run. He does more track though. My older brother does more uh, marathons and stuff. Okay, so you're and running. How long? How long do you run? How much running do you do? I my longest distance is like ten point seven right now. Um, that's awful. That sounds. I hate running. I fucking hate running. That's what I said. That sounds awful. No. That's what I no. used to say. No. That's what I used to say. I'm sure. What 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 am I missing? The high. You there's get no, literally no high. high. There's no You high. get literally high from running. How long does it take? Um, how, how much pain do I have to go through until I, I get high? Y- um, you get a little, you get a first tiny burst at around two and a half. After four. Two and a half miles? Yeah. Of run- Come on. I will give you this. The first two and a half suck. It's not good. The first, yeah. You're for, in a long run, first two and a half, you're like, why am I doing this? You get a little boost. Little tiny one that gets you to four. Four, you get a pretty big boost. And then after seven, I get this high that is insane. It's insane. If you love, I'm not here to judge anybody else's choices. If you love drugs, you can 
keep doing drugs. That's fine. Safely. Harm reduction. You know, but also try running. This sounds awful to me. I, I will. You're saying to, <laughs> hey, if you want to do heroin, you don't put, do heroin. You put it in the spoon. You put it in your arm. Don't do heroin. And then you're high. If you want to get the real good stuff, run seven miles. And then it'll start hitting. That I, sounds ridiculous. Can I tell you? I don't. I don't care. We have a friend. How many we have, miles? We have like, a friend. Oh my god! I'm not gonna say who, what their name is, because I don't know if I want to. Here, what mouth it? Oh, okay. That we have a friend who loves drugs. Yeah. And and who loves running. Ask them which high is better. Because he's gonna go running. Can I'm a hundred percent sure. Uh, oh, dude, running is good. <laughs> <laughs> is that pretty good? Oh, man. I can't, I can't really do yeah, this say, person, yeah, I love this it. guy or girl. With that impression, you guys are going to have no <laughs> idea who we're talking about. No, I've, I've had that conversation with him because he loves drugs. He loves, like, uppers as well. Mm-hmm. And he... You cannot deny that this is not some lame... See, like, some uppers this is not some granola guy. Okay. This is a person who loves drugs, who I've been like you, we're gonna talk about God, safe dude, use because safe use is important i don't think but I, I don't, how he can, loves running high because it's that good but it's like you have to it's safe to work to get the high like i'm saying even if i wanted to i'm like okay yeah i'll go so i can't run seven miles right now i couldn't look you are long you are thin you do not have boobs you can you are sexy you are smart you are just kidding <laughs> well i'm not just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no nah, i'm kidding you no, gross I'm mother, just, you yeah. stupid motherfucker fuck you um, no, you are built to be a good runner. I'm not built to be a runner. I don't look cute when I run. I do. No I, I, it's too much. I don't have like a stride. I'm like, I do a lot of j- up and down. That's fine. You'll fall into your stride. You'll get there. But, I sound I so lame. I swear to God, it's so good. You know me, Tyler. I throw a good party. You do. I love to hang. You do. I, you know what? I love to run. It's the highest. So good. I've, I've tried walking for 20 minutes. You can, I feel like if you walk, walk. Like long enough, you can get. You think it's the time, or you think it's the distance? Um, I think it's the being that elevated for so long, you know, and then your head just Seven just months. try it. Not now, not it's in the hot, summer. It's too hot. Wait till it cools down. Just give it a little try. I don't. I'll never get there. I said the it, same thing, Tyler. Yeah, but I also don't want. Why do you? What? What? What made you initially want to run? Uh, you're I, saying you're saying uh, you didn't start off running seven miles at a time. And no, 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 no. I was. I started off almost being in tears from running 15 minutes straight and being like, this is miserable. I feel like I want to die. I want to quit this. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and I, why am I doing this? But I had so much anger from COVID. Gyms were closed. I bought myself a pair of running shoes and said, let's just do this. Let's see if this helps. People swear that this helps. I do not believe them. I'm going to give it 100 runs. I'm on run 86. And this is how I feel. I'm not even done with my 100 runs yet. And I started... I, I'm going to run 86, and I'm never looking back. And I, I truly... It's so lame. I recognize that it's lame. I'm never going back. I love it so much. Oh, You'll get addicted. I won't. You know, what, you know what another thing I hate about it? How long does it take to run 10 miles? Took me around... Somewhere between like hour and a half to, uh, to two hours. I don't remember. It takes two hours to run 10 miles. That's, I would not, it would take me four hours. It couldn't have been an hour and a half. I'm trying to do the math. It would take me four hours. I'm not. It would take me an entire day. To I'm run a slow miles. runner. I'm not fast. If I, I, I want to clarify. If I said 
if I said an hour, hour and a half, that might be way too fast. I'm not very fast. I'm not fast. I can go for long enough. It would take me four hours to run 10, mi- 10 miles. Does so, so it take four hours out of your day? What? I'm do- when, when? I don't run 10 miles every day. When am I supposed to get four hours I just oh, and just go run? I'm sweating. It would not take I get overheated easily. I'll pass out. Okay. That is the other thing. Do not do it right now. Don't. I truly, I'm trying to run right now through this summer and keep up with my mileage. And it's, it's truly really, really hard. Man, okay. Well. And go slow. Like, do not push yourself because I hurt myself and I was so miserable. Because you couldn't get that fixed. Because, like, you I couldn't get that fixed. Truly, it affects you because. Drake runs? No way. He lifts. Drake, Drake barely raps. Okay? Running from my enemies. Running towards my the money. My demons aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Running away from my enemies and towards the money. Realize my demons are inside Keep of me. Keep on trying to get sidetracked by the honeys. Uh-uh. It's Jersey Drake from 2012. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going through the different eras of Drake. <laughs> I mean, he was running through the six with his woes. Oh, my gosh. I take it back. You know how that shit goes. Yeah. <laughs> you know how that, that shit goes. <laughs> Oh, I love the through line of Drake for this podcast. Yeah, that's right. That's very random. Are you doing anything else to get better? Because I'm not gonna run. So um, I'm um, trying to listen to less um, sad and angry things when I'm not at work. So just trying to be more stupid when I'm not at work. Okay. Be stupid. Be silly. Just laugh a lot. Create safe environments where your friends can just chill and hang out and relax. Yeah. And yeah, not, yeah, it's really the running. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big one? The running is the big one. And then time managing, because I have so many things I like to yeah, do. Yeah, of course. Trying to make sure I get, the things I want to do in a day, every day, are wake up. Run 10 miles. Run at least a little. Or at least run or do something like strength exercises or something wake that's up, helping wake up at 3 a.m run your four miles then once you're done at 7 a.m get ready for work C- cook at home get ready for work go yeah. to work i want to play 15 minutes of piano is it work on oh you said I, you said i was going to teach you piano whatever happened to that i don't know come hang out i, I, I really haven't been playing that much just because i don't have the time um so i'd love to look at a little busy bee running around um, playing piano if doing... i sit for a second i will collapse into myself so. oh my gosh i Play. I want to play piano. I want to work on Spanish. Fifteen minutes a day. Por qué? Um, porque no. No pasa nada. Hablas <laughs> español? Uh, no. Sí, sí, hablo español. Sí. Por qué? Dime más. ¿Qué? Sí. That's what I thought. What'd you say? Something, something more? Tell me, tell me more. Oh, uh, tell me more. Mirano. <laughs> mi hermano. Vive. Vive. In España. In España. Y, y mi uh, uh, novia, uh, uh, long time ago, uh, uh, was <laughs> a mexicana. Um, entonces, entonces. Uh, yo uh, uh, learn, try to, español. Y you knew more than I thought you Aquí nosotros. <laughs> here here <laughs> here we yeah. are that's what i tried to say i know i got you i actually don't know if that's true like that could be correct but i don't think it is i don't know I don't, I um, but that you knew more than i thought yeah i know a lot of medical spanish but i'm trying to learn more conversational spanish i got very nervous saying anything into this microphone 
when it's my patient, I'm confident I can get the point across right. and communicate. But I want to be able to comfort their, I want to treat the mind and the body. That's what, yeah. And that's with Spanish. So I don't want to just be able to tell them their wound care instructions in Spanish. I want to ask them how they're feeling and yeah. have them feel comfortable telling me, knowing that I will understand. Yeah. So then, learning Spanish. I guess that, yeah, that, so that's why. Not por qué, no. What do you mean? Because you're trying to help, you're trying to, because you're trying to treat the mind and you're trying to treat the body trying to treat and the, the soul. mind and the body, yep. And the soul. It's not, it's beautiful. It's not kind. Um, it'd be really unfortunate if, if I could only nurse English speaking patients by saying, how did, how do you feel physically? And didn't, then didn't ask them how their day was, how they're feeling, if I could comfort them, what they need yeah. just to feel at home. That's crazy. I would never do that to an English speaking right. patient. So why would I? Why would I subject my Spanish-speaking patients to the same? So, right. learning Spanish, I want to go to work. I want to yeah. do comedy, and then I want to hang. And you know what? I feel like the relationship between comedy and nursing is that they both feel hopeless. But hopefully one day, you'll be rich and famous with both. They both feel hopeless, but maybe one day I can see... Bill Hader's penis. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Where'd this come from? Wait, why? I'm just kidding. <laughs> As a nursing patient? It could be both. I wanna or see Kanye West's penis because that's... A, that's. I've never even... <sighs> she was his nurse. You nursed him. God damn it. Anyway, I'm going to get the story. Once I'm going to get the school. I'm done talking. So, yeah, what, you want to tell people anything about what you're doing, what you're up to, what you want people to know? What do you... like? Hey, come check her out. She's going to be uh, giving bandages out on 6th Street... Uh, Monday through what Friday? Uh, if you homeless, so if you uh, if you borrowing, if you at the library right now checking out this podcast, and you homeless, you think you got a big library? <laughs> <laughs> library. If, <laughs> if you just took a shit at the library and you homeless, and then you coming through on the computer and you checking out this podcast, that's how yo, Danny's gonna watch. Ashley Sharma is out here giving bandages and kissing boo boos. What, what else you got going on? We got blackout every third Friday, 10 p.m. Not this Friday, because I'm going to be headlining at the Velveeta Room. Shows at 8 on Friday and 8 at 10 on Saturday. And every Friday, her show at the Velveeta Room at 10 every, p.m. Every Thursday, every third Thursday, every third Friday, 10 p.m. Just, you know, show up. Maybe I'll be there. Yeah. Maybe the show will be happening. Anything? That's really it. That's really it? All Nursing right. and, and blackout. Hey, and just catch me running through the sh- the, oh the streets God. with my woes. With my woes. Well, All your nursing woes. You know how that should go. You know how that should go. <laughs> Taking knives out my back. <laughs> hey, shout out to Drake. Hey, shout out to Danny. We love Danny. Shout out to who else would we shout out? Chris, Nurse Chris. Blake Gentry, my little brother. Savon. Mm-hmm. Savon. Yep. Big brother Savon. Shout out to you, Savon. Hey. And shout out to every healthcare provider that. Well, most of them, except for the ones that were mean to me. Shout out to the every healthcare. But you know what? They're mean to you probably because they're hurting too. You know what I've always said? Hmm. Hurt people hurt people. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something new. I didn't know it was coming. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, Thanks, everybody, is, right, for uh, watching. Bye-bye. Thank you.